What's up, y'all? Cliff here from Not Gospel Studios and Seventh Time Down. Uh, Mikey and I are on tour right now doing our acoustic run up in beautiful Rhode Island. I have a confession to make. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I have been on a physical health, mental health, and spiritual health journey. And I started three weeks ago a program called 75 Hard. If you don't know what that is, it's all over the internet right now. It's adopting five rules for your life for 75 days and becoming unrecognizable in a positive way after 75 days. And last week we were on the road and I had one of the worst touring experiences I've ever had in my life. (laughs) We are in this airport. Where are we at, Mikey? What is this? I don't know. Middle of nowhere. Or is this Dallas? We're Dallas in Love Field. It worked out good. It worked out okay in the end. Obviously, I'm still here and still smiling. Um, but in 20 years, it was one of my most difficult touring experiences. And in that process, I failed the 75 Hard Challenge. The reason I want to share that with you guys and talk about it is because I'm not done. And I believe that the 75 Hard Challenge and, and, and challenges like that that encourage people to a more positive way of developing themselves and bettering themselves every single day and then kind of getting in competition with yourself, you know, and being better physically, mentally, and spiritually today than you were yesterday. In three weeks of doing it, I found tremendous progress. I saw tremendous results in ways I didn't expect with my family, uh, with my mental clarity, Uh, with my time, with my life, with my sense of accomplishment and stability. And because of that, I've decided that although I failed, I'm not done with those kind of challenges. And I've decided to develop my own challenge called the 90 Hard Christian Challenge. He's trying to raise money for the rental car. Listen, I care. I threw up and I'm exhausted. We've been here, what, In in the travel circuit for 19 hours? It's been a long time. But with you guys, it's cool. It's cool. First, I want to walk you guys through the weekend that caused me to blow the challenge. (laughs) So we were going to do a show in Texas. And uh, we filmed, as you can see, you're going to see some footage here where we filmed some of the process. We flew from Cincinnati to Maryland. And then from Maryland, uh, we were heading to Dallas. And on the flight from Maryland to Dallas... There was a man on the flight who got belligerent and drunk and started being inappropriate. And for whatever reason, it took the airline an hour and a half to decide that this gentleman no longer belonged on the plane. So we had to go back to the terminal, get this guy off the plane, and then start the process of heading to Dallas. When that happened, basically anybody who had a connection missed their connection. This content is brought to you by NotGospelStudios.com. If you want to support the channel but don't know how, just click on over to NotGospelStudios.com, follow and subscribe to us on all of our listening platforms, and then click the store icon where you can purchase NotGospelStudios merch, including custom spray art. If you'd like your own custom spray art painting, just click the custom spray art icon, and as you're checking out, in the additional notes section, tell us what you want on your painting. We'll create your painting, post the video of it, and you can watch the entire process of how your painting was created while you're waiting for your custom artwork to arrive at your door. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and watching and supporting, and keep being awesome, because that's how God made you. Eventually, long story short, 
the crew timed out and they said, look, we got to cancel this flight to Amarillo, which is where we were supposed to be. So yeah, we are now heading to somewhere to camp out in the Dallas uh, Love Field Airport. <laughs> I look really tired in this funky light. Hold on. Look at all the bugs. Bugs? Yeah. These cockroaches. Hi, little cockroach man. What are you doing in this airport? Hey, little cockroach buggy friend. In this cockroach infested airport, we are going to go try to camp out for the next three hours. Then we're going to try to go get a rental car. Some dude was being a total jerk to and inappropriate. He was drunk and he's being a jerk to some people and he had to get kicked off the flight before we even left. This is his fault. So yeah, so then all these flights got delayed, canceled, rearranged because we were too late to make connections. And so... There were no rental cars, there were no hotel rooms. Uh, the airline had apparently exhausted all their resources. And so we were stuck in this airport uh, all night long trying to sleep on benches, on wooden benches, which are not made for sleeping. And in my opinion, they're barely made for sitting. Here's somebody else just take cracking a snooze. Like, you know what's up? Like, I'm just gonna snooze in this airport. This might be our bed set up here for a little while. There's four beds here, if you can call them those. Here's four jail cell beds here. They may be bug infested, we're not sure. Here we are, middle of the night, through the night, resting on these wooden benches, thinking, well, tomorrow we'll get a rental car, we'll figure out, uh, or a, f a new flight, and we'll figure out how to get to the show, and we'll get to play. We have to camp out here in the airport for the next three or four hours, then try to slam and get a rental car as fast as possible because the rental car companies are gonna be out of rental cars. Oh, we found the little love lounge. Oh, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. This is us, dude. Doug's trying to get yelled at. Whoa! Doug, what'd you have for dinner tonight? Offer. Douglas hadn't had anything to eat for like 12 hours, and he uh, his dinner was a uh, vending machine Pop-Tart. Y'all are not convincing me that flying's fun. I'm just oh, I never told you flying was fun. I just told you eventually you get used to the uncomfortable nature of flying. <laughs> Well, we only got about four hours till we need to pick up our rental cars and probably about another 30 minutes before we pick up our bags. The question, though, is do we sleep knowing that our bags are going to be available in 30 minutes? I think we're all just trying not to be mad. Real talk here, might be a little Christianese, but, like, if a freaking meteor were to hit this, if a meteor was to hit this airport right now, I'd be walking streets of glory. Like, I'd be in heaven, so... Life could be worse. I could be in this stuck in this awful situation. I could be in this tunnel, like this deep dark tunnel that we're in right now of despair and desolation and isolation with no friends, none of my buddies, and uh, no hope for my eternity. But hey, I've got Jesus. I've got, I'm heaven bound. My back was healed a, few, a couple months back. I mean, life's good, all things considered. Now, am I ticked off? Absolutely. I don't want to see Doug eat a, a dirty vending machine Pop-Tart for dinner. I want you to eat steak. This thing's awful. That's because it's been in there since Moses walked the earth. Yeah, it's pretty stale. I'm sorry I found you a vending machine so you can get some. <laughs> somehow, somehow, Mikey was able to make me be the biggest butthole of all time. 
This is how you keep smiling in an awful situation. God is good. Pray for us when you see this that we got to our destination because you will see this video after we got to our destination. <laughs> With any luck and uh, the grace of the Lord, we're going to get to our destination and a show is coming. Maybe the devil don't want us there. Maybe we'll miss sound check. Maybe. That'll be the best best decision you ever made, Doug, to miss a sound check. That's what all this is about, Mikey, just so we miss a sound check. Your first time that was my plan. knowing that if I play drums right, it's going to be, what's up, guys? That's it. <laughs> about 5.30 in the morning, my stomach starts bubbling. Come to find out, I had suffered food poisoning. And so from 5.30 that morning for the rest of the day, I spent the majority of the day in whatever toilet was closest. Just being real, being honest. It was brutal. I got incredibly weak, dehydrated. Uh, I couldn't keep any food in me at all, so there was no eating. And I have to play a show that night. You know, if we even managed to get to the venue to do the show, which at this point we were, were unsure was going to happen. Earlier, Joel said he's never playing with us again. I did not say Because he said if this is... Yeah, hold on, you took all the comedy out. Wait, he pukes again? He may not play with us anymore. <laughs> Joel got sick. Joel threw up. I've been sick all day. That's, that's what sucks. Everything else is fine. Joel said if... Joel said he's never playing with us again. If this is what playing with Seventh Time Down is like, being stuck in an airport with roaches, and he said he's never playing with us again, so it's official. I did not say that. God is good. Uh, I want to encourage you guys, even when the poop hits the fan, and even when things are bad, they're still good. Figure that one out. Keep being right, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Put your sweatshirt on. <laughs> Let me adjust my shardigan. I mean cardigan. <laughs> we got to luggage claim, baggage claim. We got our luggage. We are here about to crash out. This is our shanty town with some new friends. So yeah, we're about to crash out and uh, couple hours we're gonna try to rent a rail car if they're not sold out and try to get to this show so eventually we find a rental car company who says hey if you can get to this hotel in Dallas we have a rental car for you for the band we're like all right so we get to this hotel in Dallas we get to that rental car company desk and they say uh we don't know what they're talking about they don't have a car for you here that's not what we expected so after I took another trip to the bathroom came back uh, we were trying to figure out what to do and how we were going to get to the show. Slowly but surely, as we sat there in this hotel lobby, we started noticing that we were just surrounded by men. Everywhere we looked, there was just these big, colorfully uh, dressed dudes. The third weekend of March is the annual convention of the Dallas Bears Club, which is a group, a uh, collaborative collective group online of all of the gay men in the Dallas and surrounding area. So here we are in our man of God, God is on the move, t-shirts and all that kind of stuff with our instruments everywhere and big Christian band right smack in the middle of Dallas's biggest gay convention. We understand that there's a lot of church hurt in that community. It's a stressful situation, the topic of same-sex attraction. And finally, we figure out a rental car. And the whole time over to the venue, it was a four-hour drive, the whole time that we were driving over to the venue, Mikey 
kept asking himself, he said, man, why is all this happening? Why is this, you know, why are we missing the flights? Why is there no rental car? Why is my best friend sick? And the Lord just nudged him and sort of whispered to him and said, one, all this is happening for one. We get to the show. At this point, I'm exhausted. I can barely stand. We set up all of our merch. We get things ready. Uh, the guys in the band were so gracious to help me get my stuff set up and everything. And they had a chair set over for me on the side of the stage because they knew that I would probably have to sit down in between every song. And that, honestly, I didn't know that I was going to be able to do the show. I probably might have to sit down and during songs. So we do the show. It's, in a, it's a small high school in Shamrock, Texas. And after the show, this teenage girl walks up to Mikey and, and says she wants to be prayed for. And right there, uh, Mikey prays her through and, and she receives Jesus after the show. It's amazing. It's incredible to be a part of somebody's faith decision. I mean, always. And uh, that's why we do what we do, so that we can encourage people to make that decision to trust in Jesus. God was saying, what is the price of one soul? You know, how much is one soul worth? And, you know, if you'd have told me ahead of time that, hey, you're going to have to suffer a terrible weekend so that one girl in Shamrock, Texas comes to know me as their Savior, I'd say, sign me up, I'm ready. I mean, it's going to be brutal and I'm not going to like it, but hey, I know, the, I know the result. You know, in the letter to the Corinthians, Paul said that same thing. He said all the suffering that he went through, being stoned, shipwrecked, and, and imprisoned, and all these things, he rejoiced and trusted God because he knew that God, if he was allowing him to suffer for the cause of, of, of following Jesus, that he knew that God was going to use it for his glory. Going forward, I feel like this past weekend, seeing the end result, seeing that God used this very difficult situation and circumstance we found ourselves in to impact the eternal salvation of one young girl, I think it's going to help me become more empowered in the, in the valleys, more able to trust the Lord in the difficult circumstances, knowing that He's using this circumstance for His glory. But that's what happened last weekend, and needless to say, since I could barely stand up, I was unable to fulfill all of the rules of my 75 hard challenge. I'm coming clean and being honest that I failed the 75 hard challenge that weekend. I'm going to continue this journey because in, in three weeks of doing the 75 hard challenge, I saw incredible results uh, in my life, in my mental clarity, in my time management, in my time spent with my kids. A lot of the outdoor workouts that I did on my 75 hard challenge were spent with my kids playing basketball in the backyard or going for a bike ride, going for a walk around my subdivision. In those walks, if I walked by myself around my subdivision on the nights when the weather was rough, but we still had to do an outside workout, I would be listening to the Bible and I'd be listening to the writings of Paul or the poetry of Jesus. I'd be listening to that and taking it in and my spiritual growth was happening and my mental clarity was happening and being forced to read the writings of very brilliant people and people who had insights that I didn't have was a tremendous benefit to my life. And the physical workouts, I'm not going to lie, even though there were days when I would show up and just barely slog through a workout, I had already seen tremendous results in my body and, and my wife noticed it and I noticed it in my energy. I'd wake up in the mornings with more energy and although I was sore all over, I'd still be able to work out. I'd still be able to go and I just, I was, I was happier every day, a little bit more energetic and, and more positive. I would feel the sense of accomplishment. 
that I was fulfilling these rules and, the, and these, these positive things for my life, that I was actually getting stuff done. And because of that, I've decided that as a Christian and as somebody who believes that uh, pushing yourself and taking care of the temple that God has given you is, is important and significant, I'm going to spend this summer developing my own challenge called the 90 Hard Christian, or Christian 90 Hard, something like that. We're not sure yet, but I'm going to spend 90 days from April till June uh, going through and, and mapping out my own rules for a Christian who's very serious about developing their life spiritually, mentally, and physically. I'm going to take those 90 days and put myself through my own process and my own course that includes physical workouts, diet plans, reading, and Bible study, and accountability. And I'm going to journal through the process, and then I'm going to share with you guys my results at the end of it. My hope for this is that it encourages other Christians, even some non-Christians. It encourages other people to be better today than they were yesterday, to be good stewards of their time, to be more present in their lives if they've got kids or friends or whatever their circumstance is. My hope is that it encourages them to be more God-focused, to look through the world with their spiritual eye more, to grow in the ways that matter, to grow in the ways that have eternal benefit and, and eternal consequence, as well as you know being more physically healthy by the end of 90 days. And so... I want to say thank you to you guys who have posted on all my pictures and stuff with the 75 hard, who said, keep going, you're awesome, keep doing this thing, who've been so encouraging. And thank you to those people who've been with me on this journey and uh, have encouraged me with a video or a comment or anything like that. I'm grateful. hope that you guys continue with me on this new journey that I'm on. I'm going to post updates. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Thank you guys for supporting us for so many years doing this thing. And thank you for supporting the Not Gospel Studios channel. I'm grateful for the community that has surrounded themselves and aligned themselves with Not Gospel Studios. And we're going to continue to go forward. We're going to continue to do projects like this and keep you informed of all these, of all these things and these adventures we go on. So thank you again. Uh, you guys are awesome and keep being awesome because that's how God made you. If you like this clip from the Not Gospel Studios channel, don't forget to share. Click on one of the other links and videos. You can find them here and here and subscribe. I think it's down here. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that it's healthy, that it's vegan, and all of those things. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you.